Good evening. This is Michael Mackey with another esteemed author. To tell the truth, my life as a foreign correspondent by Lewis M. Simons, winner of the Pulitzer Prize. He also has won a Polk Award, which many journalists say is the most prestigious of all the journalism awards. Good evening, Mr. Simons, and welcome. Good evening. Thanks for being. Thanks for inviting me. Sir, you uh, grew up in New Jersey. You went to NYU, and after NYU, you, before you know it, wound up with the Associated Press. Take us from your NYU graduation to Vietnam. Yeah, well, the first step after NYU was uh, enlisting in the Marine Corps, uh, and uh, that was in 1964. Uh, from there, I went to Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism, where most importantly, I met the classmate who would become my wife. And she's here today. And she's here today. And uh, from there, uh, within just over a year, I was assigned by AP to the Saigon Bureau. My wife was working for CBS Television. She caught on with the CBS Bureau in Saigon. So off we went, two young married kids. You weren't expected to be uh, deployed by AP to Southeast Asia. You were prepared to go to Africa, weren't you? Correct, and that was the dream of my life. Uh, I wanted to be a correspondent in Africa. And then I went to Vietnam and fell in love with Southeast Asia and essentially stayed on for close to 40 years. When you first arrived in Southeast Asia, where did you where did you go initially, and what was what day was it? What was the day? I forget. Oh, I can't remember. The well, anyways, it was in the mid to late 1960s. It was it was the summer of 1967. Right, the summer of 1967. Right, and you're in Vietnam. Right, some some very um, significant events take place over the next year: the Tet Offensive, Hue, right, and, and so forth. You're in the middle of all that. You've spoken in the past, uh, very interestingly, about your coverage for um, the AP, the Associated Press, in Southeast Asia and the Vietnam War, and that you were pretty free to, to report whatever you saw. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, the, the AP, at the time that I arrived there, uh, was not in the good graces of the Lyndon Johnson uh, administration. Uh, they were seen as being anti-war, as were a lot of major publications, New York Times and so forth. And uh, AP was anxious to get the government off its back, so they saw me as a former Marine as the answer to their problem, uh, thinking that I would be on the team. And I initially was very much on the team. I believed in the Vietnam War. I believed that we were, our cause was just. Uh, and then in short order, a matter of a couple of months, as I went out into the field with my fellow Marines and saw what was happening and how the war was going against us and how we didn't understand who we were up against and how we didn't understand the people who were supposedly our allies and how we understood virtually nothing about the country for which we were putting our young people on the line, uh, I began turning against it, as were others. and. Uh, Still and all, nobody nobody got in my way. Uh, AP was content that I was reporting honestly, uh, and they didn't. They certainly didn't want me to to report anything but the facts. The aftermath of the Vietnam War, though, was that the military seemed to blame the press, the media, for their failures. Right. Is that true at all? Would you think? 
if it's true that they did blame us, uh, it, I would say that there's a certain element of truth uh, because when, when you've got a, a uh, legitimate third party reporting something that goes against what the government is reporting, that's going to turn people against the war and against the government. So, yes. Well, we could talk for hours about the war in Vietnam and your experiences there, but you have so many other experiences. The Philippines for which you were awarded for your coverage. Today, the Philippines are once again ruled by the Marcos family. Right. Take us back to your time in the Philippines and your reportage in the 1980s. Yeah, well, I, I uh, went to the Philippines uh, when a man by the name of Ninoy Aquino was assassinated uh, as he returned from exile in the United States. He was actually shot to death as he stepped down from the airplane. He was there to run against Ferdinand Marcos uh, and challenge him for the presidency after 20 years of Marcos's rule. And um, that's why he was killed. I went there to investigate that uh, assassination and stayed on. I was based in Tokyo at that point, but I stayed on for months at a time in the Philippines and eventually investigated the illicit funds that the Marcos's husband and wife were investing in uh, U.S. real estate, including out here on Long Island uh, and in Manhattan and uh, all around the world, frankly. Uh, and that ended up as a uh, three-day series that uh, had two effects. It uh, helped overthrow the government, something called the People Power Revolution, where millions of Filipinos took to the street, faced down the uh, Philippine Armed Forces. And, second, and, and Marcos then fled to Hawaii where he died. And for me and my two colleagues who did the investigation, it meant to pull a surprise. You've covered so many significant stories from the past half century. I'd love to speak to you about Singapore and your favorite dictator, but we've just got a minute left. So help us to understand now in the 21st century how important it is that the United States have foreign correspondents, people there in person. Might we have the technology so that it's not necessary to have a human being in uh, Saigon or have a human being, or Ho Chi Minh City now, to have a human being in the cities of Southeast Asia, or is it still important to have a foreign correspondent? I think it's not just important, I think it's vital. Uh, I think somewhere between the two extremes that you're talking about, the foreign correspondent and, uh, and the robot, if you will, uh, there is the local correspondent, and more and more American uh, news organizations are hiring local people because uh, they, they've learned that they can be trusted. Uh, they're willing to take the same risks that the foreigners are, and uh, if they're courageous enough, they're willing to face down their own governments. Uh, it's a tricky equation and, and, uh, and not, not, doesn't work for everybody by any means, but that's essentially where we are. You can't, you can't do this job without somebody on the ground to, to see, to hear, to smell and touch. You've got to be up close and very personal. You're a treasure, Mr. Simons. Thank you very much. To tell the truth, my life as a foreign correspondent by M. Simons, winner of the Pulitzer Prize and a Polka Award. I'm Michael Mackey. Thank you, Mr. Simons, very much. Thank you, Michael.